Welcome back to another episode of Success Quest. I'm Jacob Harmon, and I am so happy that you are here today to learn a little bit more about success and how to achieve it. Today, I was able to interview Manu. I'm not even going to try to say his last name because I know that I will butcher it, but it was an incredible interview. We were able to cover a lot of different topics in a very short amount of time. Here on Success Quest, we talk about the different facets of success, different kinds of success. Well, in this interview, we covered a lot of them. We talked about business and entrepreneurship, which incorporate financial success. We also talked about anxiety and depression, which is a big part of emotional success. And we even were able to talk a little bit about spirituality. So this interview is kind of well-rounded and there's a lot of great insights. So let's just jump right into it. Okay, well, I'm super happy to have Manu here. I'm not even going to try to say her last name. So sorry. Um, I probably no already problem. butchered the first name. but um, no, no. And he is an entrepreneur, investor, and CTO of a company called Tetra Noodle. Um, and he really does a lot of stuff. I've been looking at your LinkedIn profile, and he dabbles in a lot of things. Some of his specialties are tech startups and spirituality, which are two things that we'll talk about in this interview. And also also helping businesses grow, especially um, bootstrapping businesses, businesses that are paying their own way. Welcome to the show, Manu. We're happy yeah. to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Yeah. And before we get into some of that exciting stuff that we've already mentioned, like tech startups and bootstrapping and spirituality, what's your story? We love to just hear stories here on Success Quest. Kind of, how did you get where you are? Sure. Uh, well, it has been a long road. Uh, I started my career at 15 years of age. I was working in a factory um, six days a week, uh, 12 hours a day, making $2 a day. And uh, basically, you know, that was a tough life. And I knew I wanted more out of life. So um, mm-hmm. I basically tried to figure out, okay, you know, what can I do to change my life? And the only thing that came to my mind was my mind. Basically, you know, I, I, I had to acquire education and use my knowledge to get ahead. Um, and luckily, those days, uh, programming computers, they, they were pretty new. So uh, I managed to enroll into a programming course. I met my future wife there. And I found my profession there. Like, you know, I, I, I fell in love with computers and programming. And so that's what I've been involved in for last 20 years, uh, working on many, many uh, startups, large, uh, large projects with large uh, global corporations. Uh, but basically just, you know, solving a lot of interesting problems through use of technology. And uh, mm-hmm. that's my story on the professional side, on personal side. Uh, you know, um, as I said, it was a tough childhood and that left uh, a lot of scars growing up, which I didn't realize I had those until I start uh, noticing some patterns where, you know, I couldn't uh, have any sort of meaningful relationship with anyone, including my parents, my spouse, my kids. So, you know, one thing led to another and I started looking for solutions, went to therapy and all that. And finally, I found, uh, you know, therapy is good. Like, you know, it, it, it gives you a little bit perspective, but, you know, I don't like the idea of going through therapy through the, um, throughout your life. So I wanted, you know, I'm always impatient to find solutions. So I, uh, I wanted to find a, a better, more effective solution. And that's when I turned towards uh, spirituality and, and found that, you know, you can, Really uh, get in touch with yourself. Uh, you, you can understand yourself. Uh, what what are your trigger points? Why they are so? How to neutralize them and sort of you know attain 
satisfaction and happiness uh, irrespective of what kind of situation you are in. That's so cool. That's amazing. So let's let's kind of dissect a little bit of that. And first, let's start on the professional side, and then we'll move into the more personal sure. side. Two dollars a day. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, going from that to where you are now, that must be a pretty incredible contrast and difference. What are some of the the biggest yeah. takeaways you have from from being able to come from a point where you're making two dollars a day to where you are now? The biggest thing is your own mindset, right? Like if you have to decide what you want out of life and and you don't really need to know how it's going to happen. I had no idea, you know. I, you know, this life that I'm living right now, it, that was a pipe dream for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the fact is, like, if you really are convinced that this is what you want out of life and this is what you're going to get out of life, then you just need to look at the next step. Meaning, you know, what are, what can I do right now to move one inch towards my goal? And and that's when if you keep doing that over and over and over again, mm-hmm. you know, those inches they accumulate into miles, and you know. Uh, with, before you know it, you are, you know, you are, you are there. So that is a key takeaway. You know, inspire yourself, uh, surround yourself with uh, good, uh, good people. Mm-hmm. Fill yourself with uh, good thoughts, uh, positive thoughts. Be ambitious. Uh, don't give up. Uh, you know, all these sort of cliche quotes uh-huh. uh, are not cliche, <laughs> but if you keep applying them, uh, you know, it actually can transform your life. So, so. yeah. I I love that concept of just a little bit, every little inch helps. And I think sometimes a lot of people get overwhelmed because they see where they want to be and it's so far away, Mm -hmm. but really it's just one step at a time, one, one small change at a time, one little inch at a time. I love that. That's amazing. So you've built an incredibly successful career helping startups and helping, especially in the tech sector. What are some of the secrets of, of growing a business and especially a business where it's bootstrapped, where you're funding it yourself? Well, any business uh, revolves around revenue. So, you know, you need to focus on revenue. And when you focus on revenue, you need to see where is the uh, uh, you know, path of least resistance to get the revenue, especially for a person like me who did not have any background in marketing or sales. Um, so, uh, you know, since I was in tech, uh, for me, it was more finding the niches that had less competition and big demand. So, hmm. you know, I continuously looked for those niches, continuously acquired those skills. And once that happened, you know, um, when when people are looking for that skill and there are not many people with that skill available, it it becomes kind of easy to you know uh, to get your get the business and and build up the revenue. So that has been the case uh, for a while, and now uh, I'm at a point where you know I want to grow exponentially. So I have started learning more um, about marketing and sales. So you know I survived without that. Uh, the work was just coming to me like for 15, 16 years. Now I want to formalize it and expand it and grow it. Okay. And you talked a little bit about finding niches that don't necessarily have as much competition. Are there any great ways yeah. to do that research or find those niches? What's what's the best way that you found to kind of notice what, what industries need more business? Well, see, the thing is like, um, you know, our human uh, mind is uh, really good at finding patterns, mm-hmm. right? So... Even kids, when they see two or three th- times same thing repeated over and over, they know, okay, this is the pattern. 
but the key thing is finding that repetition so what you have to do is put yourself through multiple uh, streams of information go to meetups uh, go to networking events uh, check out friends on uh, you know on various sites related to your profession uh, see what people are talking about see what are the pain points they are talking about and and try to zero in uh, because you'll start to see patterns if you if you educate yourself enough if you consume enough information you'll start to see these patterns and say oh you know looks like this is a common pain point people are looking for this type of skill mm-hmm. and they're not able to find it so let me look uh, dig a little bit deeper into this right and then obviously you need to reconcile it with your interest like you know there may be somebody looking for a hitman obviously you know you're you're not a, in that business so it it's not going to give you any benefit i mean maybe it's a silly example but you really need to um align that uh, niche that you're targeting with your interests as well otherwise you'll get burned out you'll get you you won't have any passion for that so it's not just about money it's also about find, finding your interest mm-hmm. aligning them with something that is in demand and there are not a lot of people doing that and then once you find that that's when you know you, you can make rapid progress very very quickly yeah it's kind of the sweet spot right where mm. where you're passionate about it there's a need for it there's not a lot of competition and once you find that that's like gold that's that's awesome yeah, yeah. and and one one more thing is like you know d- don't stay on the at the niche level go deeper like go micro niche right so when i say software and it it's a very right. very broad field but if you go really deep like micro niche and slice it even deeper because you know let's say you want to you in software field there's an integration field Integ- within integration there is a protocol uh you know what kind of protocols you're using what kind of uh, technologies you're using and so you when you go deeper 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 and find a micro niche that's where you know you can find okay there's a lot of demand here but not a lot of people know how to do this stuff mm, yeah that makes sense and that's actually something that i've kind of wondered since we've started this podcast maybe we went too broad <laughs> i mean success is like a very, very broad topic and there's so much inside of it. And it's nice because we have a lot we can talk about, but it's also, I I think that it's coming to bite us just a little bit because it's such a broad topic. So niching down is definitely something that that's, that's important. So when you work with companies and especially companies that are bootstrapped in the tech industry, we always hear about these huge investments, right? Companies that are getting hundreds of millions of dollars of seed funding and and venture capital. But not all companies get that. And a lot of companies kind of are building themselves as they go. What are your recommendations for entrepreneurs that want to fund it themselves or want to bootstrap their own business? Yeah, so it has become a fashion to, uh, you know, celebrate uh, raising money rather than making money. So, you know, there are Ubers uh, of the world where they are losing tons of cash, but it's considered, uh, you know, really strong company. They have an IPO, uh, you know, they're trading publicly. Uh, but if you look at really successful companies, look at, uh, you know, Facebook, Microsoft, uh, you look at my- Amazon, there are tons of them, right? They actually started by bootstrapping themselves. So what bootstrapping means is you, you find something that you're passionate about. It's not that you will not need any investment at all, but you can do things in a scrappy way. And you just basically start, again, going back to the same thing we talked about, you just take the next step. You just build a very small feature, very small product, something that really addresses somebody's pain point, and you start to generate revenue. And then you start to reinvest that revenue and grow the company organically. And by the way, 
for centuries, this is how businesses have been built, right? This is only uh, now that, you know, venture capitalists have come in and there are multiple motives why people fund startups and why people raise money. But in my opinion, like if, if a true business is built by bootstrapping, unless it's a very capital intensive business, for example, if you want to build a railroad company, if you want to build a Tesla with Gigafactory and whatnot, obviously you'll need to raise a lot of capital for that. But if you're trying to launch an app, if you're trying to launch a, you know e-commerce business or something of that nature, bootstrapping is the way to go. Okay, cool. And, and how do you recommend you fund those small small things like development costs and things like that is that just out of pocket from the business owner is it reaching out to family and friends or how is the best way to to do that in most cases exactly exactly so so you know i'll give you a concrete example right uh so i was working with two entrepreneurs they wanted to launch an app and they you know went typical route they started talking to some consulting companies and and they got a quotation of about three hundred fifty thousand dollars and so you know, they, they were planning to put their apartment on mortgage and raise the money uh, that way and launch that. So when I when they came to me, you know, I said, that's really too much of a risk. So <laughs> um, why don't we figure out how to do this on the cheap? So, you know, I was able to get them going with uh, around $30,000, so about 10% of the budget that they got from a consulting company. And we launched uh, six months ahead of schedule. And that you can do by, you know, using pragmatic techniques. You uh, incorporate outsourcing into your hiring strategy. Um, you uh, cut down on the features that you really focus on getting feedback on the customers. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we what ends up happening is uh, most entrepreneurs, they start to inject themselves into the product or the service. They think about how they will they will use the, uh, the product or service rather than the customer, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, a good example is, in 2016, you know, we had political surprises in terms of uh, presidential election. And then in Brexit, nobody knew what the outcome was going to be. So that is a good example of we don't really know how the public at large thinks, right? Mm-hmm. So if you if you get feedback for your product or service, you will know exactly what they are looking for. And if you build it, you will be able to generate revenue very quickly. And, and as I said, you can use pragmatic techniques to cut down on scope and build your team, build the features, put it out in the market, raise, uh, build some revenue. And as you grow organically, now that your company is growing, you have revenue, it may be the right time to raise money at that time if you want to you know, grow your company at a rapid pace. Because once you have revenue, then investors will, will not have, like it will be a sort of a, a buyer's transaction. So, uh, oh, sorry, a seller's transaction. You can make your own terms because you have revenue, you have proven the concept. If you raise money before uh, revenue, then it'll be the buyer's uh, transaction because they'll say, you know, this is just an idea. Give me 50% of your company and and, uh, take your money, right? Right, right. So you're putting yourself in a much better position to negotiate if you're already making money. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Cool. Is there anything before we move from the more business and uh, entrepreneurship side of things to the more personal side of things? Is there anything else you'd like to to mention to our audience about business or growing a business? Yeah, but entrepreneurship is you know it, like it could be a um, uh, a lead into the the topic that we are we are, we are, we are going. But entrepreneurship is uh, more about your mindset. It's it's not a rosy sort of road. Um, it's not 
uh, all the glamour that you hear about about Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, and and whatnot, mm-hmm. right? It took them a lot of effort and a lot of pain to uh, get there. Now, some people are very lucky. I mean, they may not face any hurdle at all, but some people also win uh, lotteries. So, in most cases, what you see, uh, entrepreneurs' life is all about ninety percent experimentation. which by the way fail and 2% <laughs> success so right. uh you know just be ready for that and have a strong mindset and and uh, have a fighting spirit and things will fall into place but if you don't have that that 90% of the failure rate is going to really uh you know give you a, a mental physical uh and uh, really spiritual fatigue you know so so that's what happens Wow. Yeah. And I think that that's probably the one thing that a lot of people don't think of when they're going into business because they see all the glamour stories, right? We're, we live in a world with social media where people are only posting about their successes and not their failures. And yeah. so we get this very tainted and incorrect view of what the world is like and especially what business and entrepreneurship is like. We see people with Ferraris, right? We yeah. see we see the um, Gary Vaynerchuks and the Elon Musks of the world. And yeah. it's not it's not all roses <laughs> well i mean the thing is um gary vaynerchuk elon musk they have they have the means to buy a ferrari so that's fine right like you know we can take inspiration mm-hmm. from them but the key thing is there are tons and tons of people who are just renting a ferrari taking a picture uploading it to instagram and yeah. uh, you know that i mean for them it's 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 just another uh, clickbait uh, or you know a way to get more followers but for some other mm-hmm. people it becomes a psychological uh you know a pressure point where they think low of themselves just because somebody else has a ferrari mm-hmm. right that is the, right. that is the key so that is where your own mindset should come into the picture and say hey you know um, i'm on i'm on the journey and and by the way so that's another thing like try to enjoy the journey try to enjoy the process because if you get annoyed if you get depressed as you're going through this process then again it, it's not going to help anybody so enjoy the process enjoy you know this uh, daily sort of discovery that you make uh, when some things work you know that's that's a joyful moment so celebrate that no yeah. matter how small it is yeah absolutely yeah. and so let's let's dig in a little more into that that topic of depression anxiety yeah. it's all around us right i mean a lot of people are really struggling with this yeah. right now and it's a very real issue and honestly yeah. it's it's an issue that i don't understand as well as i I should because it's something that personally I haven't had to deal with and so I'm it's hard for me to have as much empathy. So from someone who has firsthand experience yeah. with anxiety and depression and doing that while trying to build a business and a company. I mean, how did you get through that and what were some yeah. of the things that really you held on to during that time? Yeah, I mean, you you know, congratulations you're so lucky because uh, as you said like it's an epidemic right now and uh, it has a lot to do with uh, you know how the society is structured how we are brought up how the education mm-hmm. system is structured and all that so a lot lot has to do you know uh, these mental issues a lot of them they actually originate uh, in our childhood mm-hmm. and we don't even know the smallest smallest things can actually uh, you know take uh, uh, take home in our minds and they become something really big that control your decision making process and entire life so you know a lot of these type of issues that happened to me were controlling how i was behaving with others how what i perceived of uh, myself and things like that so 
uh, anxiety is more about you know diff different uh, different reasons why people get anxiety for me it was more about you know i don't know what is going to happen in the future whether because because i've been mm -hmm. uh, conditioned to expect the worst right and when that happens mm -hmm. when things don't go your way you get really depressed and anxious like, you know is this ever going to work is this ever going to go my way and so that anxiety starts to balloon up and snowballs into something big like it becomes like a fog around your mind you know you're not thinking clear you're not you're not seeing things mm -hmm. clearly you're always paranoid okay you know there is some other agenda going on here why are people you know after me or trying to jeopardize me or whatever in fact the 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 opposite is true because you right. are sabotaging yourself by thinking like that so that's sort of the mental uh, structure that you people go through and i was lucky mm -hmm. enough I, i don't think i had like a very severe issue but still i i felt it like my my life actually got affected uh, to a great extent but there are people who are uh, you know who have acute uh, mm -hmm. problems so how you get through is once again you know you can you need to seek help first of all you need to recognize there's a problem right so a lot of people ego comes in the way where they say it's not me it's it's them right i'm i'm perfectly okay but these are the people who are interacting with me they don't mm -hmm. know yeah. uh, they don't know how to interact with me they don't know what kind of value i provide and those type of things so the ego comes in the way uh, from uh, and that stops you from recognizing what's going on so if you put the ego aside you look at the patterns and you say okay you know definitely there is something going mm -hmm. on here then you need to seek help you, because it's very hard to break that cycle on your own because it, it's inside you it's inside your mind so you seek help as i said you know i started off with therapy and all that but whatever works for you you know you can talk to your it doesn't have to be professional help just talk to somebody you know talk to your uh, family members your spouse your, maybe a mentor or a coach or you know if if you really think you need uh, professional help go to a therapist or you know once again uh, go within like you know uh, start mm -hmm. meditation meditation is is really really good for everybody whether you are uh suffering uh, from any mental you know episode or not meditation is uh, really helpful and so so as you go inside your mind as you start to understand what's happening you will start to uncover these layers you know for example when i when i was going through this journey there were so many incidents that i completely forgot you know they had a profound effect on my life but i completely buried them i didn't even remember that happened until in a state of you know meditative state i remember oh yeah that happened like i i i don't even remember yeah so so once you uncover all these layers now you're seeing that okay you know i'm behaving like this right now in this moment because mm. of what happened 33 years ago in that house at 7 pm you see clearly you know the direct line between that right so so now you can address it hey you know uh, that was then when i was a child i didn't understand and blah 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 and now i'm an adult i know better so what should i do and still you know human mind is so complex even though you can rationalize it it's mm -hmm. not easy to actually neutralize it by just telling yourself that so there are ways you can do that like you know you can use affirmations you can use other techniques to to neutralize that belief because belief is something that once it takes home in your mind it's very hard to get get rid of hmm. yeah yeah that's so interesting and there's so many great things in there um i'll have to go back and listen to this episode because 
<laughs> even just sitting here with you, I can't I can't register it all. So I'll have yeah. to go back and listen to my no, own I mean, podcast. You it's can awesome. experiment on yourself. Like, you know, you can see how you think about money or how you think about other people. Even though, you know, you've had a very good life, you can if you if you go deeper, if you start to, you know, uncover these layers, you will be able to see why you are as you are right now uh, and link it with certain experiences huh. you had in the childhood. Like you are happy and you're joyful. And so you, you can directly relate that to, you know, some of the moments you had in, in your childhood. Wow. That's amazing. That's yeah. really cool. I'll have to do that experiment. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that, that you mentioned when we first got on this call was that you're a very deeply spiritual person. And personally, I also consider myself a spiritual person, but something that I think might might be a little bit of contrast for us is I think I'm also a very religious person. Uh, but you're you're thinking more of the spirituality that's not religious, right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. Okay, and how how has that made a big difference in your life, and how does that look for you? Yeah, so uh, you know, as I was growing up in India, as you know, India is a land of uh, multiple religions, like you know, multiple religions mm-hmm. originated there, and uh, there's a lot of um, I mean, religion is sort of part of society, you know, more so than uh, the West. Uh, and yeah. what I noticed was uh, organized religion has taken over the, the essence of, of the true religion, uh, hmm. uh, the spirit of religion, right? So it, it has become more of a transactional uh, thing where, you know, somebody, a priest um, gives you a sermon, but he, he can only teach you things if, if you pay money or uh, certain, see, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. certain things right and that put me off because i i thought like okay if, if religion is good it's 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 there to uplift uh humanity i mean there should not be any transaction involved there should not be right. any like you know fear of uh of uh, hell or you know this lure of heaven it should not be there it's like we are all human right um mm. so that put me off and for the longest time i never went to the temple or anything like that and even spirituality, like I didn't really pay attention. It's kind of paradoxical. I grew up in India, that the land of spirituality, yoga right. and meditation. And I never paid attention to it until I came to uh, North America. Right. So it's, oh, fascinating. it's, it's uh, mind boggling. Um, <laughs> and how I got into spirituality is, you know, as I, as I was sharing earlier, I went through, you know, I, I went through, like I had some interest in spirituality. I, I was intrigued by it. Uh, I used to read uh, some spiritual books uh, ever since uh, since uh, 10th grade, but I didn't, didn't quite get the concept. You know, it was just something intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, after going through therapy and all that, when I started searching for more answers and when, uh, you know, one or two sessions with a spiritual mentor just sort of opened my eyes to uh, these immense possibilities, like the whole universe opened up. Mm-hmm. That was a profound, under, like you know, that that was profound uh, experience. I had never experienced anything like that, and you know, a lot of pe- other people that go through that journey, they 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 explain the same thing. Right. Um, and so, when you see the effects, when you see the positive outcome, that's when you are forced to believe in that. Like you know, there I I don't have any choice but but to believe in right. it and become deeply spiritual. Um, so to to summarize it, like you know, I was not spiritual. I was just sort of interested in it. I was not religious at all. And now with spirituality, it has become even more clear that if you really want to, uh, you know, if, if you really dig deeper, the message that every religion provides is related to spirituality. Mm-hmm. But 
the the way it is uh, delivered by established religions it gets muddied it get it gets uh, you know it almost feels like a business transaction that if you follow this path you will go to heaven if you don't follow this path you will mm-hmm. go to hell so so it's like um, with spirituality you you're just taking out that transactional part out of the picture right that's super interesting to me especially as someone who is very religious and very active in my religion i think that it's just analyzing my own life and analyzing my beliefs and my own my own experiences with religion i i will say that some of the most incredible experiences that i've had some of the most faith provoking experiences and most spiritual experiences are times where i just truly understand like that it's all about just becoming better. It's about improvement. It's about becoming the best me that I can be. And so Mm -hmm. I I can completely see where you're coming from there. And it's super interesting. And and I'll tell you, I think whether or not you're religious, whether or not you believe in a God, spirituality, there's something there for everyone. And I think that it's something that can really help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, people give different uh, names to whatever you feel like, you know, you can call it the universe, you know, the source energy, God, uh, and in and uh, you know, there's an argument that even atheists believe in something uh-huh. because th- by not believing in something, they're believing in something. Um, <laughs> so whatever it is, you know, uh, and even like you know, you, you you study the work of Einstein and all that, even like you know, Einstein, like nobody can argue that he was deeply scientific, like he was mm-hmm. uh, non no nonsense guy, right? But he also believed that there was something there that is uh, that that is sort of gluing everything together not mm-hmm. maybe maybe it was not created by uh, source energy but there is something that is gluing us together right? yeah absolutely super cool well unfortunately we are running out of time since we try to keep our podcast short but if mm-hmm. people want to reach out to you if they want to learn more about business building about entrepreneurship anxiety depression spirituality any of these topics we've mentioned what's the best way that someone can get a hold yeah. of you or or have a conversation with you sure uh, the best way is uh, just look me up on linkedin or facebook by my name manu jagarwal and um, i have a couple of uh, free gifts for your audience so if you're a tech oh, uh, wow. startup uh, tech startup founder you can go to tech.innerget.com so it's P-E-C-H dot I-N-N-E-R-G-E-T dot com. And if you're looking okay. for help on mindset, spirituality, these type of things, go to mind.innerget.com. Okay, perfect. And I'll make sure and put those in the show notes too. So Great. if you guys aren't sure exactly how to spell it, just go to the show notes. I'll have a link right there for everyone. Awesome. Thank um, you so much. Well, thank you so much, Manu. This has been an incredible interview and I've learned so much. And yeah. just thank you for being here. Thanks a lot. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Wasn't that just amazing? There were so many things from that interview that really hit me and things that I want to dive deeper into. I'm definitely going to be listening to this podcast episode again. And just a few little things before we end the show. There's only a few days left before our event on October 26th, this Saturday, we are going to be having a live event in Utah. If you aren't in the Utah area, that is okay. We will also be live streaming the event. To get tickets, go to our website, www.mysuccessquest.com. Other than that, I'm going to keep it really simple today. The only thing that I'm going to ask you to do is if you liked this episode, if you learned something from it, please take a screenshot right now. 
take a screenshot of your podcast app and post on social media telling something that you enjoyed from this episode. If you want to, you can tag us so that we can see it. But honestly, that's the best thing you can do to help us out is by sharing this podcast with people. And we've said it before, but I'll say it again. The whole purpose of this podcast is to help you. We want to be on this journey with you. We want you to be successful. And we're trying to be on that journey with you. And we're, we're trying to help as many people as we can. So let's spread the word. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And we'll see you next time on another episode of Success Quest. Have a successful day. Success Quest.